You're listening to the Carry On Friends Podcast, Episode 12. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hello, friends. Carrie Ann here, and welcome to episode 12 of the Carry On Friends podcast. As always, I'm very excited that you're listening. I'm happy to be recording this episode. This episode is going to be about three books that I've read in the past six months that have really made an impact on me as I pursue my goals towards blogging, podcasting, and being an entrepreneur. And I feel that these books will also be helpful to you. So as a background, I mentioned in a recent blog post um, about summaries that I'm incorporating books more into the blog. Well, I'm doing it again because I, I started out with books when I just started the blog and I scaled back on it a little bit. Uh, my last post was in October about fall reads and I'm, I'm going to try and do something different because I love to read and books are so important and I feel like I should do more of that, especially since in the last couple of months, I've really been recommending books and people have been buying those books and they've actually enjoyed those books. So I want to do that again for you, my listeners and the readers of the blog. I am changing the format of the book recommendations because before I had a really long list of about five or so books. And so this time around, I'm changing the format. I'm doing a test run for the summer where I'll feature three books and um, there'll be a mix of for leisure, personal, personal growth and business. I, I don't know if I'm going to always have one book in each category, but I'm going to try my best. And so hopefully some months will cancel out or balance out other months. So I wanted to share um, these three books and I've I've been meaning to share them, but in my head, the traditional book review was being, it was a little challenging because it's really a balance of not trying to give away too much about the book. And I figured that maybe the podcast is a better platform to share some of the lessons that I've, the many lessons that I've learned from the book. Tell me if you've ever had this experience where you start off with something that you think you want to do, and then somewhere in there, you get unclear. And then you start to doubt yourself or you have no idea about what you want to do. You thought you did, but then as you're going through it, you're like, mm, I'm not sure you're, con I'm confused. And then you go out seeking more information and that information either confirms that you're really confused and have no idea what to do. So a lot of times I come across books in a roundabout way because I start out looking for one thing and ended up finding something else, right? Uh, so if you're thinking about entrepreneurship or you're already an entrepreneur or whether it's your career or anything general, I, I highly recommend at least one of these books because I really feel like they will help you with some clarity for whatever it is that you're seeking, all right? So listed in the order as I've read them, these three books are How the World Sees You, a book, a uh, business book, Daring Greatly, Personal Growth, and The Alchemist. I'm gonna put this as leisure, but there is a moral to that book, but those are the three books in the, the different categories that I'm focusing on. 
How the World Sees You. It's a book by Sally Hogshead, and it helped me recognize my competitive advantage and how to harness uh, my uniqueness by giving me words to describe who I am at my highest and best value from a business standpoint, because I'm blogging, I'm doing a podcast, and you want to be able to differentiate yourself. And this came at a time when I had to define my brand or define or start to define my brand for the blog and for the podcast. So the premise of the book is to give you or to help you to be confident and authentic in the way you communicate your natural personality advantages, right? So in order to be successful, the book is saying you don't have to change who you are. You just have to become more of who you are and how the world sees you um, reveals who you are at your best. So when that is revealed to you, you create better relationships, you grow your business, and you become more valuable to those who matters the most. There's an assessment that's associated with the book that you can take. And based on the assessments of the book, I am considered the secret weapon. I was excited when I got my result. And my twin is called the provocateur. As the secret weapon, my primary personality advantage is mystique. And my secondary is called innovation. And at my twin, the provocateur, it's the opposite where innovation is my primary personality advantage and mystique would be the second personality advantage. According to my fascination report as the secret weapon, the world sees me as being creative, having a creative mind and can produce agile solutions even when under pressure. Uh, creative in a non-flashy way, preferring to work quietly. I enjoy working independently. I don't boast about my achievements, but I can produce great inventions, creative ideas, and new product designs. The The secret weapon makes great contribution to companies' performance, but do so in a unassuming manner. And when I read that, I'm like, that is so me. I am... I I tend to be chill a lot of times and believe it or not, even in this podcast, as much as you feel like my personality comes through, that's the innovation part. But for the most part, I'm really laid back and I'm, I'm not a flashy person. I'm just like chill, low key. When it said this, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I wanted to read more. So she, she, in, in giving me that fascination report, I, became fascinated by who she was telling me I was. And I was curious about how this information was going to help me differentiate myself for business, for my career, for whatever I needed to be able to differentiate myself with, right? Now, I was curious about the twin part and I sent a tweet to Sally and she said, you, you're the twin who is the direct opposite of your, you know, the secret weapon in my case, the provocateur. It is very, it is very possible to be the provocateur in other instances. So in the podcast, I'm probably the provocateur and I'm a little bit more outspoken and I'm not as the mystique where I'm very quiet and I'm more on the listening side. The two lessons that I've learned from reading the Sally Hogshead book is once I've become more of myself and understand how I communicate through my natural personality advantage, it's time for me to own my difference. You know, focus on how I'm different and not my strengths. Because her arguments, which are really good, is that my strengths can be learned. Someone else, you can learn how to 
be a better cook. You can learn how to um, play a game or do something. But when you're different, it's very hard to some for someone to copy that difference exactly. You can you can mimic, you can imitate, but you 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 know the genuine thing and you can tell the difference. And so owning that difference, even if it's really small, you should play up that difference. So the difference between me and someone else can be as tiny, but as long as it's clear and I own it, it's enough for me to fascinate because your strengths can be copied. The second lesson I learned was when you know your highest and distinct value, you fascinate. To quote her from the book, she says, when you live according to your highest distinct value, you become your most fascinating and valuable self. Now, when you're fascinated by your work and you become excited about what you're doing, that feeds your achievements. A few months ago, going on interviews, doing job interviews, and I went on one interview and the managing director said, wow, tell me more about yourself. You're so energetic and, you know, just tell me what is it that you ultimately want to do? And before I would have answered, you know, whatever the company wants me to do. But I was very honest and I said, you know, I'm passionate about my blog. Um, something that I was, af- I was afraid to mention in any job interview, but I said that this is what I'm passionate about. I really want to help people to learn and empower and inspire them, wh- whatever their journeys, whether it's in their career or their business. And I really get excited about that. And they, I lit up and because I lit up, I saw that they were smiling and um, yes, I got that job and I really saw how it made a difference. I became more of who I was, um, who I am in my interviews and that is how, you know, reading that book helped me in my career and how it's helping me going forward. So I really recommended uh, reading that book how the world sees you. The second book, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. If you watch Oprah and own, you'll see her on Oprah several times. So in my searches for books, I came up, I I found the book and I read an excerpt and I'm like, you know what? I need to dare greatly because after defining my brand, right? Or after this exercise of defining the brand, I have to tell people what this brand was. So doing that in the interview in terms of defining my passion was easy. But for some reason, doing that with the blog and the podcast was so challenging because maybe I'm so close to it. Maybe it's really my baby. You know, it's something made it more challenging. And so my first step to defining the brand was doing a bio. The first draft of the bio I had for the blog was really long. And I don't know if it was really a proper bio, and I got a lot of feedback. A lot of it was good. It was, you know, some people said it was very long. And because of, because it was something that I was very sensitive about, I could have eaten in the past. I probably would have just took it down and said, you know, or forget it. But I let it stay there on the block for a while. The first version of it, I let it stay there for a while. I shared it with my accountability group and, you know, that my coach said, wow, she went in. She, I put it all out there. And, you know, about after two or two weeks, three weeks, I, I edited that version of the bio to the version that's there now. And I recognized that, um, I had to kind of put it out there and let it simmer for a while and get comfortable with that part of me or being exposed for lack of a better word. I had to get comfortable being exposed and 
that's how Daring Greatly helped me. I I was feeling like an imposter. I Have you ever felt like you're an imposter? Like, you know, is that really me? Am I doing that? And so Daring Greatly allowed me to recognize that I was afraid of being vulnerable. I didn't know that's what it was. I just said, you know, I just don't like being on the front scene. I just like to lay back and be chill. Similar to how the world sees me, I, I, the, the assessment already recognized that I'm not flashy, I'm very quiet. But because I need to do some level of visibility, I needed to get out of that feeling vulnerable because that would hinder any business or endeavors or any endeavors that I would have to help anyone. Daring Greatly was about helping me understand that vulnerability is not weakness. And in quoting the book, yes, we are totally exposed when we are vulnerable. We are in uncertainty and we are taking emotional risks when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable. But there is no equation where taking risks, braving vulnerability, and opening up yourselves to emotional exposure equals weakness. So when, once I understood that being vulnerable did not mean I was weak, I said, you know what? I just have to do this because how do you blog or build a business and not step out to be the face of that blog or business? You could do it, but if you want your business or your blog or whatever it is to grow, you can't hide forever. So my visibility and building my brand required me to be brave and just step out and understand that, you know, it's okay because in doing so, I'm also helping people to recognize that it's not a bad thing to be vulnerable. Lesson two from Daring Greatly, shame. Shame is one of those things where it gets lumped in with vulnerability, guilt, humiliation, and embarrassment. And the book tells us that we have to be more self-compassionate, right? We have to be kinder to ourselves. We all experience shame and it can be a painful experience. And she goes into the science backing of how painful it is for some people. But shame breeds isolation and disconnection. And when she when she said that, I'm like, wow. And she says, when we are kind to ourselves, we're most likely to reach out to others and share our stories. And in sharing that story, you empower other people, you support and encourage other people. And I said, she just said what I've been trying to accomplish with the blog. And I said, then I should dare greatly and understand that. I have to lean into the discomfort of being vulnerable because in leaning into the discomfort, I'm getting better at recognizing and understanding where my emotional triggers are. And I'm also able to support other people who go through the same thing. And so finally, the third book, The Alchemist. Now, The Alchemist is a story about a shepherd who had a dream about his treasures at the pyramids in Egypt. And he goes on this voyage. It's, it was so amazing. I could not believe I've waited this long to read the book. So the first lesson of The Alchemist, when you follow your personal legend or dreams, all the universe conspires for you to achieve it. So all the universe is working together for you to achieve this dream or a personal legend. You have to just recognize the clues and follow them. Perfect instance for me, love to write, love the podcast been put putting it off for a while and 
when I looked back at it, there were different things that were giving me clues that I should continue on this path to the podcast. In my zero episode, I mentioned that I've been thinking of the podcast for over a year and I I just missed it. But then at church, I volunteered to record the announcements for church and I've been doing that periodically. And when I thought about it, it was the practice that I need, the practice that I needed before I started the podcast, the clues were there for me to record this podcast, right? Or write or do this blog for, for a long time. Um, actually, in 2006 was the first time, 2005, 2006, someone said, you should do a blog. I'm like, yeah, you start it and then I'll contribute. Never happened. Um, 2006, I actually did a blog, but it was for a book review, wrote maybe one or two posts and that was it. And so it took me years to come back to this, but you know, I did. I kept following the clues and it led me back here, no matter which path I turned. Lesson two from the alchemist is basically we give up too early, too quickly on our dreams and goals. The more challenges that throw us off track of those dreams or goals is basically reinforcing a lesson. We have to leave or comfort zone behind so we can be stretched. And we learn through action. We learn through actually doing by going through the journey. So you could go to class, you could go to school for four years. When you're done, you're gonna have to take those lessons and put them into action. The closer you are to your dream, the more difficult things become. And this is directly from the alchemist. The closer you are to your dreams, the more difficult things become. When we pursue our dreams or persistence and courage towards the dream is constantly tested. And you notice when you're like, I'm so close or you you, 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 I'm just so close. Why can't I just think this is this final piece that's missing? It's to stretch you because then you are developing those muscles because you, you, you're going through and you're building because each challenge is building you or, or preparing you for another challenge. For each level, there are challenges. If we get impatient or act too quickly, we will miss the cues from God and the universe in terms of following our dreams, our goals, and and sticking with a particular challenge because that challenge has its purpose towards a future goal. The podcast and the blog or writing in a, in a more general sense have been dreams of mine that I've been second guessing, but the universe has been conspiring for me to achieve them. In both scenarios, I doubted my readiness, but I had what I needed to start the journey and all I needed was the courage to start to do them. So to wrap up, the common theme in all three books is that we don't like to be vulnerable. We cringe or beat up ourselves um, at moments when when we could have done things better. We could have done things another way. We, we tend to get caught up in regrets and those regrets become roadblocks that we use to stunt our growth. And they make us suffer because we are constantly thinking of the negative experience and not trying to move past those negatives to the positive. And we suffer silently because we're afraid to pursue our most important dreams because either we don't feel like we deserve it or we're not sure if we can achieve it. 
We also become naturally afraid in pursuit of a dream because we think we might lose things that we've already gained in the process. But we should continue to listen to our hearts because in doing so, we become aware, more aware. We become more in tune of its proddings and, you know, it gets louder. And so after a time, you can't tune it out. Your heart is telling you, you should do this, right? In The Alchemist, the boy said he was following his dream in searching for his treasure. And in searching for his treasure, he discovered things along the way that he would not have discovered had he not found the courage to try, even if it meant being different. Before we realize our dreams, we have to become more of who we are because we can't be someone else. And I know it sounds cliche, but really we can't. We have to believe that in pursuit of our dreams, everything that we learn along the way is going to be tested. And once we believe and accept that, we just know that when there are roadblocks, you have your support team to help you get through those roadblocks. And these roadblocks really is helping us master the lessons that we've learned along the way as we pursue our dreams. It is during the test that a lot of us give up, but we, we should dare greatly, right? Because in daring greatly, we continue to achieve success. In closing, I want you, my readers, to dare greatly to be more of who you are, fascinate, and follow your dreams or your personal legend. I hope my little piece on these three books have been helpful. How the World Sees You, Daring Greatly, and The Alchemist, they've really, they've really helped me just realize the path that I'm on and to, to take each hurdle as something preparing me for the next level and really just own who I am and be really different. A year ago, recording this podcast and even sharing this that I'm sharing with you would not have been something that I've wanted to do or I'd cringe to do, but I now do it because this is just who I am and I really want to inspire you and help you along your journey. Now, as the summer is coming up, I'm going to step away from being inspiring and, you know, empowering. I'm always going to do that, but I'm going to get more into, you know, doing a little things more fun because we do believe in balance. And I feel like the past um, couple podcasts or blog posts have been more on inspiration and empowerment. And that is great, but we're going to balance things off a little bit. Everything that I'm doing now, a year ago, I would not have thought I'd be here daring greatly, sharing my experiences with you, my audience. And I just want to thank you for your support and always listening. And so just remember, Dear greatly, fascinate, and follow your dreams. Thanks for listening. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends a show about the Caribbean-American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends.